Fred's Front Porch Podcast is made possible by Jenner Zeno and Studio Stargazer. Our unofficial patron saint, Alex Oliphant. Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Edith Keeler, and Hermione Granger. Welcome, fellow traveler, on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred, and this is my front porch. Come on up and sit a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. Mission to Civilize. And you, Sorority Girl, yeah. Just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there are some things you should know, and one of them is that there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories, number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you, nonetheless, are without a doubt a member of the worst period, generation, period, ever. Period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? We sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed and struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged war on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were. And we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars. We acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election. We didn't scare so easy. And we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. The first step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Will McAvoy in the Newsroom by Aaron Sorkin. Civility, respect, and a return to what's important. The death of bitchiness, the death of gossip and voyeurism. Speaking truth to stupid. No demographic sweet spot. A place where we all come together. Mackenzie McHale in the Newsroom by Aaron Sorkin. We are divided. That's one of the few things on which nearly everyone agrees. 
conservatives versus liberals, theists versus atheists, theists versus other theists, gender versus gender versus transgender, race versus race, party versus party, sexuality versus sexuality. What should we do about abortion? The question of whether pineapple belongs on pizza has ended friendships. And country versus country is an existential threat to the planet. I don't deny the importance or difficulty of any of these issues. They are significant. Well, most of them anyway. They are also superficial compared to the things that make us all the same. I went to the bathroom today, didn't you? If you prick us, do we not bleed? I'm going to be here for less than two centuries. Do you expect to do better? I'm alive on this rock tumbling through space. So are you. If you're a ghost listening to this, please haunt the phone line with your reason for being offended. We all love to be offended. I breathe oxygen. So do you. I'm a vertebrate. So are you. We're both mammals. We both have to eat. We both have a heart. We can comprehend some form of human speech. We have bodies that require medical care, at least from time to time. We are remarkably alike. There are few things over which we have any significant control. I can do nothing about the weather. If you can, I'd love to hear how you do it. Please don't use a YouTube video as evidence. Thank you. I can't stop a war. I can't end any of the horrible problems we face. I can't fix the economy. I can't house the homeless or feed the hungry or shoe the children with no shoes on their feet. I can't even fly like an eagle. If nuclear bombs fall, there's nothing I can do. I admit all these things. But, 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 there are things over which we do exercise control. We can disagree reasonably. We can refrain from childish name-calling. We can be willing to change our minds when presented with credible facts, evidence, and a solid argument in opposition to our beliefs. We can speak our truths respectfully. We can listen politely to those who deserve our attention. And we can ignore, equally politely, those who do not. Many of my most loyal listeners disagree with me about nearly everything. I'm not just a liberal, I'm an idealist advocating a world in which no one is homeless, everyone is fed, educated, and medically assisted whenever and however necessary, and in which people work only at the tasks they choose, and they do so because they want to improve themselves and the rest of humanity. No one earns the right to survive. That's a gift that we have spent 200,000 years to give to every person. You earned it by being the fastest sperm on the way to fertilize the egg. Well done. While they disagree with nearly every word I just said, they listen, they are kind, 
and they treat me with respect because that's what I do with them. The easiest and most frequently heard argument against my idealism is that it's impossible. For billions of years, a human going to the moon was impossible until we did it. For even longer, podcasts were impossible. You're listening to one now. And while we're a deeply divided country, people who disagree with me are unimaginably kind to me. I can't repay most of their kindness, but I can give them all of mine. Kindness and respect are possible even for those who fundamentally disagree. It's possible and even desirable to love someone whose views differ from yours. If the one you love is really wrong, you have the opportunity to convince them why you're right. If you're wrong, you can be convinced of what turns out to be right. And then you can be right again, which is a lovely place to be. This is impossible if you reject someone simply for disagreeing with you. I share Will McAvoy's mission to civilize. We don't need to make sport out of the misfortunes of others. There is nothing virtuous about rejoicing in someone else's pain. Revenge really doesn't work out well for anyone. Check with Hamlet to see how well it goes. Michael Corleone didn't know when to stop his vengeance and he became addicted to it. And poor Indigo Montoya didn't know what to do with the rest of his life when he finally got his revenge. There are unverified reports he became the Dread Pirate Roberts. Kindness, to my knowledge, has rarely hurt anyone, and when it has, that was never the intention. You're certainly not required to solve anyone's problems, but what is there to gain by adding to them? I avoid human contact as much as possible, because you all scare the hell out of me. I don't understand the way you think, and I don't think anyone else thinks the way I do. There are a few who are on the same page, but we're probably in different sentences. But on those occasions when I am required to be in the presence of others, I do all I can to be nice to them. If holding a door makes one person's life one molecule better for a single nanosecond, it's worth doing. I talk calmly and politely to those who insist upon talking to me. I love people as much as I can. And none of this hurts me in any imaginable way. I lose nothing by it. And it's just possible that someone else may gain a few better minutes in this life. So many people improve mine that I can find no reason to screw up someone else's. Sadly, too few people share this view. I see far too much cruelty on the internet. One of my closest friends 
refuses to go anywhere near Facebook anymore because he finds it toxic. Conservatives love to own the libs. Liberals delight in calling conservatives fascists. And no one gains anything in any of this. No minds are changed, but feelings, which do in fact matter, are hurt. The number of happy minutes in someone's life have been reduced. There is no way to get minutes back once they are spent. The best we can do is to try to increase the happy minutes they have in the future. Someone did that for me this week. She told me she started following my show on Spotify, and she gave me a virtual hug that made me higher than the best indica I've ever smoked. It cost her nothing but time, and the time she spent made me feel much better than I had before we talked. Yes, the internet can be toxic. It can also be a place where true joy can be found. It's a question of how people choose to use it. If someone is making me unhappy, I have the option of ignoring them, or if I can't, I can block them. I rarely do that, but I will remove them from my life before I sacrifice my own sense of safety, well-being, or what is left of my self-image. I use the internet to seek out those who, like me, want to change the world and who, like me, reject the cynicism that says, I find that surrounding myself with such people increases my happiness. I do my best to keep my expectations of people as low as possible. This minimizes disappointment and pain, and it maximizes my delight when they exceed those expectations. None of the things I discussed tonight cost you anything. They are simple to do. And though the differences they seem to make are minimal, things are still just a little better. I'm very small. Although I feel myself growing every week that you listen, and every day that I live in a place where no one tells me about my nearly endless list of deficiencies. I'm still alive. I'm doing the little bit that I can do. You can do that too, can't you? Can't you? Can't you? Can't you? So this is my plea. Do what you can to be nice to people. Improve someone's day when you can and as much as possible Avoid screwing up anyone else's minutes. There's no point in yelling at the person at unemployment or food stamps after you've been on hold for four hours. That wasn't their fault. Vote for someone who will do something about hiring enough folks to answer the phones, if this is your concern. Change the world with your example. Join me in this mission. Show civility to those with whom you have contact. Accept the idea that ideas that are different from yours are allowed. 
change what you believe needs to be changed in all the small ways you can. Make your anger a motivation to behave calmly and rationally so you can make a difference. America has the potential to be the greatest country in the world. We were once, we can be again. Let's do what little we can to get there. Let's start with civility. Then we can see what the next step should be. Let's all be little tiny stars in the darkest skies. Let's shine just a little bit of light in our insignificant ways. Let's make the world just a little better. So many times I've stranded A castaway and I'm now sure Of those stranger in this garden I'm always in Then, 
leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. Robert Frost. While my California adventure made me feel small and insignificant, part of the reason I have begun to recover so promptly is because, for the first time in more years than I care to count, someone went out of her way to make me feel special. Tonight, we have made history. This is the first time we have ever had more than 50 people on this list, and I couldn't be happier. We picked up nearly a dozen new supporters during my birthday week, and I'm overwhelmed. I want to thank the new folks first since they've never heard their names here before. So, thank you to our newcomers. Sandy Brower, who is an extraordinary kindergarten teacher with whom I once had the honor of working. Kim, who loves animals as much as I do. Deborah Rice, who taught me almost all I know about theater. Jamie Sassy who is an amazing student of mine and is now, I believe, a wonderful mother. Andrea Grinstead, who has been one of my closest friends for well over 30 years. MJ, who is among the kindest and most compassionate people I've ever met. Pavel Shabayev, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, recently increased his level of support. Miles O'Brien, who was one of my best students long ago, showed up a week ago for the first time. Greg Royball, who got me to laugh most of the way through high school, also just arrived. And Frau Bluka, one of the best teachers I ever knew, is also very new. These are the names of the people in our community. These are people to whom I am grateful not only for their financial support, but for opening their minds to my ideas. You may reject them, but you consider them, and I'm honored to have the privilege of talking to you. Jenner Zeno and Studio Stargazer, Hermione Granger, Edith Keeler, Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Sherlock the Mystery Patron, Mandy, Barbara Hauser, Kevin Boyce, J. 
Joe Marsh, Miles O'Brien, and Sandy Brower. Lena Miller, Mike Cooper, Phil Parkman, Judy Wyernius Morris. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Judy. I just read it again and realized, wow, I've been mispronouncing that for a long time. I apologize. Chris Donnelly, Corey Pluard, Claude Burt Lansden, Jesse Rogers, Virginia Rupert, Scott Shelby, Mark Rosma, Laura Engram, Natalie, Elizabeth Bennett, Zarif, Robert Blanker, Greg Royball, Pavel Shabayev, and Frau Bluka. Cindy Mandel, Amos Stewart, Michelle Sylvester, Marley Maple Miracle, Carrie Dedeo, Ursula Phillips, Sarah Nimitz, John G., Christine L. Patterson, Chuck Curry, Corey, Roxanne Wolf, Kim, Deborah Rice, Jamie Sassy, Andrea Grinstead, MJ, and our tearless and tireless supporter, Jereen. On Anchor, we have Zara, Daniel H., Piper K. Young, A.A. Milne, John Donovan, Stacy Height, and Cindy Mandel again, and Corey again. Thank you for sharing this journey with us. It is in the darkest skies that the stars shine most brightly. All of us will shine together. One additional gratitude. Thank you to someone for making me shine for 72 hours. Thanks for letting me share my thoughts and ideas with you. Follow me at Front Porch Fred on Twitter. And get your episodes early and commercial free on Patreon. See you next week. Produced by Studio Stargazer.